Hello, friends, and welcome to We the Church, simple conversation of what it looks like or could look like to meaningfully and authentically follow Jesus together in our everyday experience. I'm Phil Rice, and I'm here with my good friends Lance Humphreys and Tim Ulrich, taking the conversations that have been significant for us and creating a conversational archive that will hopefully be significant for you as well. Okay, so hey guys, welcome back to We the Church, talking about community, and the question on the table is, what do we mean when we say community, and the value of community, and one anothering, and life together as followers of Jesus? Well, first of all, it looks like um, intentionally being around people, and intentionally not being around people. I'm a, I'm a super introvert. And so I, I love being with people and I love being connected to people, but the only way I can do that is making sure that I do have my own space and my own time. Um, but, uh, so I would say for us as a family, what that looks like is, you know, our kind of the landscape of our togetherness would be, we have rhythms of meals together we have every Sunday night, we have a, what we call our Sunday evening meal, our Sabbath meal. And that's primarily just for our family to be connected and to um, have, have a space where we can look at each other and um, we can together uh, remember who the Lord is and remember uh, our, our posture of thankfulness um, before God and before each other. And then it's really just a time to be together. And like Lance said in our last episode, just the food piece of coming together around food. So that, that would be an example for our family. Our roommates participate in that. Um, our neighbor, uh, we'll have neighbors who participate in that. We'll have people who are connected um, around Ember. And it'll it's kind of just like a conglomeration of the people that we're connected to. Uh, no one, it's not like a thing that you're, you belong to. It's not a membership thing. You know, it's just dinner. Uh, and so people will come and go. There'll be periods of time where somebody or a, a family or a couple comes every week. And then there'll be other times where it's just me and Becky and the kids and one of our roommates or both of our roommates or our neighbor. Um, and so, yeah, that's, that's kind of what it looks like. Uh, so I think proximity is a big piece of that for our family. And then um, just really making space for, for each other. I mean, it's a tricky uh, answer because I think the answer I might give today might evolve or change mm-hmm. because it's evolved over even six or seven months ago to six or seven years ago. And I'm an idealist by nature, so it's just trying to figure out... Where, for us, I'm just hungry to figure out what the Bible says we're supposed to be doing and go after that and, and really just tenaciously live with people who say whatever starts in Genesis 1 and ends in Revelation, like what if we could live together with people who live that stuff out in this hunger for obedience and like accept those pages as truth Mm -hmm. and like submit to that 
and not necessarily have to have it the answers, but have lots of places to have questions. Uh, I think one of the things that we'll tell people when they move in is because we kind of see it more like moving into communities, more like a detox. Um, and and for you guys moving in is you kind of have like a neighborhood, like a proximity is pretty huge for you guys. Uh, yeah, proximity is almost to the highest level of value that we would hold to, not necessarily a, a deal closer, but it, by the way we live out more of life as a rhythm um, versus a ritual or regulation, things like that. Um, it's really tricky because it's more about just as a, as life is happening. There's not like a time that it starts or a time that it ends. It's more of like just life. Yeah. Um, and trying to be life as a bunch of ordinaries. Um, and and we have di- different contexts where, where, where I draw from some of this stuff too because originally it started off in a in an apartment complex. And what community life looked like there together was way different than it, it looks like in the neighborhood. But there's some similar similar crossover. But my neighbor to my left and my neighbor to behind my house and my neighbor to my right, our our hope would be like that community would look more like a covenant um, mm. where it's more of like family and what family would look like. Now that's even a loaded thought because... <laughs> With a father's generation, what is family? You know, we have such hot mess families these days. But I really feel like what Jesus would say is like, the more you get to know Him, the more you'll know the Father. And so for us, just trying to figure out what it would look like to be disciples who who follow the way, um, and then loving one another as we love our neighbor. This is what community would look like to us. Is just like it's just like a lifestyle of followers of Christ who are just in love with each other. And then through that, our light is shining before people so that they're kind of drawn to that. Hmm. Um, and how community looks and shapes, I mean, we, we would try to say things we don't have rules, but as a respect or a, um, like, you know, cats and dogs might not be good for the mm-hmm. apartment, but cats and dogs might be good for the house in the neighborhood hmm. just because of other people's allergies. I mean, so it's just weird what community would look like. Um, but yeah, breaking bread is like almost... It's just a, a natural byproduct um, of life together. It's yeah, break. I mean, food is everything. It's mm. it's constant. Um, but there's also just like porch time, or there's just mowing our lawns together, or we're all working. I mean, it's just it's mm. more of like a village kind of coming together for us. Mm-hmm. That's kind of what community would look like. More of an integrated lifestyle versus a compartmentalized is how I might phrase that. For Stacy and I, I mean, just to, to connect with what you guys are saying, I think it's you know, who, when we say community or life together or one anothering, it's practically who are we doing like Acts two forty two through forty seven life with, mm-hmm. where we we pray with each other, we're sharing meals together, um, we're interacting with the scriptures together, formally or informally, and in fact, where we really have community is where that stuff happens 
informally where we're actually just getting together for like somebody's birthday, mm. but it's so natural to actually begin to pray for or with one another um, to talk about how much we love Jesus and what he's doing in and, in and around us. But for Stacy and I, we, um, I mean, part of our kind of gift and call is we've been put in lots of different networks. And so, I mean, we've got a group of, of our high school and college friends that are, you know, that we have deep community life with. Um, we live in two homes. Um, and one of those is a multifamily um, place where we're sitting now, um, where we um, have two roommates. Um, Stacy's got a group of women that really do life together. I've got a group of group of guys mm. that are doing virtual life together because um, we don't get proximity together as much as Stacy does with with her friends, I would consider the Ember community and the refuge community mm. to be, we can step into either of you guys worlds and we feel like this is family. Mm-hmm. Like we belong here. We're yeah. known here and we know here. Um, uh, I mean, and that's true with, with vocation and lots of other networks that I could name, but um, in any given week, we're in a bunch of those different ones, but I think that's the, the, core would be that Acts 2, 42 through 47 life and what Tim said, you know, who do we really have covenant relationship with mm-hmm. that we just feel called as one to kind of move together. And uh, some of that too just practically looks like, you know, who do you have that kind of high support, high challenge, you know, that um, that a former mentor taught us about years ago. Um you know, when both of those things are moving and grooving together, mm-hmm. you've got something special. Hmm. There's really something to the fact that, I mean, kind of, uh, this is what made me think of it is when you mentioned Ember and the Refuge of like, you know, you're connected to both of those little subcultures. Um, and I would say people from Ember, you know, people from the Refuge, I'm sure are kind of associated with uh, multiple subcultures and just this idea of community being like, you can't really like kind of put a box around that. You know what I mean? Like you can't put borders around that to say, this is where my community begins and this is where it ends. Um, These are the lines of demarcation. It's almost just like, I mean, it kind of feels super messy to just say, well, yeah, this is doing life together is it looks like these pockets, of, this pocket of people, this pocket of people, this pocket of people, and that's okay. There's something really refreshing about that to me. Well, because, you know, as you're saying, Phil, and like, like Tim was saying, I think all three of our backgrounds and experience for most followers of Jesus in America has been a very compartmentalized. I mean, it's like, wait, this group of people, you're actually supposed to be evangelizing. This group of people is just where you make your living. You know, this group of people is, you know, the community you gather with on Sunday mornings. And then you grab a few of those and you gather with them on Wednesday night or Sunday night, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, but some random people might show up too. And, but you're supposed to treat them like family. I mean, it's all very, you know, but actually, um, I think to to say, okay, wait, 
Lord, who have you put me in relationship with? Mm. What are the networks? And how do I give and receive love in, 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 and seek to know and seek to be known in those contexts? Um, I think to, to whatever extent people in the Ember or Refuge community would say, Lance and Stacy are part of our community is not any speech they've heard us give or anything else, but it's like, have we broken bread together? And have we actually taken time to ask questions and receive questions and love one another in that Acts 2, 42 through 47 way? Are you guys aware of things that in your life or you see in others' lives that, like, we call a lot of things community, but, you know, um, what are we not talking about when we talk about, <laughs> when we talk about life together or, or one anothering? Like, what's, what's in the culture that's, mm. not, that's not what we're talking about? Without, mm. like, being, without being critical of anything because yeah. all of us participate in in lots of mm. cultural expressions that are called community. Hmm. Can I answer it backwards? <laughs> Please. I feel like like uh, the word that you used earlier was it was either mundane or like normal things kind of the overlap of normal life. Um I think that that's what I'm like when I see those little things happen, like our neighbor comes by and just hangs out for a little while because he's on a walk and he just finds himself at our house and we just hang out or um, like those little moments of mundane or one of our roommates is downstairs while I'm doing the dishes and they're like making dinner or something. Um, those are the moments that so resonate with me of like, Oh man, I, I I'm not totally sure how to calibrate all this, but that calibration feels right. Things that I'm not talking about are rhythms that feel detached from the mundane. I would say that would kind of be where I'm trying to go with that. It's like, I think rhythms and structures are helpful and necessary in so many ways. But when I think of even like work relationships, I'm not connected to those people because like I'm not living life with them if all we are, if all we're basing that off of is like, well, we show up at this time to complete this task and then we leave. But more so, Tim's taco truck is coming down to Norman. So we're all going to like meet at the taco truck where it's like our work is kind of a, it's an obligatory schedule that we have all decided we would do together. But um, what are we doing with our mundane downtime? You know, I think that would be the difference. For me. Yeah, I mean, I, I feel like I've heard this quite a bit, um, especially when uh, we made transitional steps to like more like giving ourselves to a few rather and going deep with a few rather than being spread thin relationally with a lot of people. And that's kind of like how I stayed hidden was like you just kind of get liked by a lot of people-ish. And I, it's amazing people too. That's what was so hard in the transition was kind of pruning off relationships that were actually fruitful at a season. Mm. But then in order to go deeper, get the roots deeper, uh, how do I get myself to a few people? Um, and just 
go deeper. I don't mm. know how to explain that. And so as we would try to, I guess, place our life and and put our, our, our life into a rhythm where we were actually pruning off stuff or trying to eliminate the busyness of life towards the simplicity of life, um, what that would allow is more time. <laughs> and time was uh, spent so many uh, so many other ways before where uh, it wasn't giving its way to, to, to relationships. Um, and so what I've heard a lot of times people say is when they're, because uh, we, we hear like a phrase these days, like community groups a lot um, or, or, or groups like that. And what we've heard is like people will say, man, I, I was meeting so often with these people for the one and a half to two hours, but I didn't really know them. But I kind of like, but, but then there would be all these relationships around them that they would just actually naturally have more intimacy with. Uh, whether it's roommates or um, so 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 much in our culture will leave the people right in our path to go kind of like fulfill something only to see that it's actually not really relationally depth or it's not mm. a deepening of a relationship <clears throat> and so right now there's people like yourself like how could I feel you're asking this question like what would it look like just to have like some roommates where like there's a more of like a intimacy or like you're saying how do, how do I have more time for my neighbor next door and so if you have the so many relationships you have to maintain, it's going to be hard to go deep with those people when, when the time arises for you to, to give yourself to them or for them to give your, themselves to you. Yeah, I think part of what you're, part of what you're saying, um, Tim, when I think of like what we're not talking about when we say community is, you know, part of it is, you know, you can't program for or formalize community so if you mm. call it a community group well it may be and it may not be and if it is it's because the people who are part of that group actually have chosen to be known mm -hmm. and to know and to For love sure. and be loved and yeah and um and then you know also one of the misconceptions is that you know well for it to be called community it has to mean we're all each other's best friends mm. um you know i mean my opinion is if you have one person in this whole wide world that you really have, you know, like that's like truly your best friend, intimate friend, like you are richly blessed. Um, the, the expectation that every single person that I'm doing life with should be like the, the, the best of friends uh, is unrealistic and I think creates space for lots of people to get hurt. Mm. Um, mm -hmm. You can do life together, you know, um, um, well, it's just, it's different than, than that, you know, than your spouse or your like lifelong best friend that mm. just really, really knows everything. So, I mean, I, yeah, and I'm sorry, sorry if I'm no, interrupting there, but I, I feel <laughs> like even in our own time frames, there's been this trappings that we've fallen ourselves into that is, there's this ideal of what community should look like. Mm. And that, my goodness, will destroy. <laughs> it will destroy community huh. because you're chasing after an ideal um, versus well, the identity. And that's really what that's really what Bonhoeffer was talking about in Life Together, where he says like mm -hmm. our ideal of what the perfect community should be actually destroys oh, yeah. community. Yeah. I'm telling you, I have seen that to come to fruition. It's craziness.
Thank you for joining us for this episode of We the Church. You can find us at wethechurchpodcast.com or you can find us on your podcast platform of choice by searching We the Church Podcast. Thanks so much for being with us.